The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome to a brand new edition of Heck of a Morning, because it is indeed a heck of a morning on this Friday, July 8th, 2022. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Friday. I am Mike Heck. Appreciate everybody joining us live or later on on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. We are on the eve of... UFC Vegas 58, which goes down tomorrow at the beautiful, very lively UFC Apex. We have one hell of a main event in the UFC's lightweight division. The battle of the... It's Rafael versus Rafael, I guess. And we have to figure out some sort of gimmick on what's at stake here. Someone's got to change their name. And the UFC should have promoted this thing. They should have done something with that. But it's Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fazi. Love that fight. A very competitive card otherwise. Not filled with star power, but still should be a fun event. We're still kind of on the hangover of UFC next week. Big event on ABC in Long Island, or on Long Island, as as I was told is, is the appropriate term. Then it's London. Then it's UFC 277 in Dallas. So we are in the midst of a very busy stretch in the world of the Ultimate Fighting Championship and MMA in general. Today, ladies and gentlemen, it is a free-for-all Friday, which means we can talk about MMA, we can talk about the UFC, we can talk about anything. Whatever you want to talk about, we can get after it. And no question is a bad question, because as we know, since the pandemic started a couple of years ago, 
the sport has grown exponentially in terms of the fan base. Some people are newer to the sport. There are some things that people are learning about now that maybe they weren't aware of. So I want to start with a question that I got on Twitter real quick because they wanted to be here. Couldn't Caleb Fisher ask, help me out. I can't make heck of a morning, but I wanted to know what the difference is between ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass. Do they really expect you to buy both and pay for the pay-per-view? So good question, Caleb. Uh, As I've said many times on the show and on other shows, being an MMA fan is great, but it's also very expensive. It is not cheap to be an MMA fan. In fact, it costs more money. If you don't buy a UFC pay-per-view, it costs more money to watch Bellator than it does to watch the UFC. That's not buying the pay-per-views because you have to watch Bellator and Showtime. As my best friend, A.K. Lee, will tell you, in Canada, you can just watch it on YouTube, so it doesn't cost you anything. But here in the United States, it's $10.99 a month for Showtime. It's $6.99 a month for ESPN+. Plus. And, I mean, with Showtime, you get shows and you get movies and stuff like that. ESPN+, Plus, you get other ancillary programming. You get – I watch golf. Sometimes there's NBA games, there's Major League Baseball games, all sorts of different things, 30 for 30s. So both are worth it. But if you're just watching it for MMA, it's more expensive to watch Bellator than it is the UFC. And you get way more UFC events than you get Bellator events. You get maybe one Bellator event a month, and it costs you ten ninety nine a month. UFC, you might get three, three fight night cards a month. But the difference between ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass is, if you're just getting like if you're just getting one to watch the UFC, then just get ESPN Plus because you get a lot of the old fights on ESPN Plus. A lot of the prelims, they, they call them the fight pass prelims for pay-per-view events, but you can watch those on ESPN Plus as well. So if you are just a giant MMA fan and you are like a Kaposa and you have to watch everything, then I, I still have fight pass. I still have fight pass. I watch a lot of regional MMA, uh, big fan of CES, Titan FC is on there, CFFC, Mazadal's promotion icon is on there. Anthony Pettis's promotion is on there. Uriah Faber's promotion is on there. Like, there's a ton of regional MMA. There's grappling, there's boxing, there's all sorts of stuff. So, Fight Pass, if you're just watching the UFC, you just need ESPN+. Plus. There's some things in the Fight Pass, like past catalogs, that you don't get on ESPN+. Plus, but a lot of the stuff, a lot of the major fights, you'll get on ESPN+, Plus if you really search for them. But... If you have to choose one or the other, if you're just focusing on the UFC and not focusing on anything else, stick with ESPN Plus. It's cheaper. It's $6.99. But if you want everything, I have both. I enjoy both. But I have Fight Pass mostly for the regional stuff. Like if there's a certain fighter who I think is on the cusp of doing big things and is about to make it to the UFC, I'll go and watch their fights if they're on Fight Pass. So you get a lot of you get a lot of value with Fight Pass, but if you're just focusing on the UFC, just stick with the ESPN Plus, in my opinion. All right, let's get after this thing. Free for all Friday. Melvin who? With the question mark. Melvin, how are you, man? Let's make sure you're on mute. Melvin, get on mute. All right, try again, Melvin. Let's get James in here. 
James, what's up, buddy? Good. Um, I just want to, before I give you my question, since you were talking about five pass, for people that are new to this wonderful, amazing sport, like cancel your showtime, don't watch Bellator, get five pass. LFA is one of the best regional promotions like you can watch. I, I love LFA so much. But um, with this main event coming up, another thing that I really love, do you see the winner of this fight if they win in spectacular fashion could maybe leapfall, uh, leapfrog themselves into a title fight because it doesn't look like Oliveira wants to fight Islam. And maybe if that happens, they just take one of the winners of Saturday's card and have him in an interim fight with Islam. I'm not sure on uh, Dariusha's injury. And um, also, is cereal a soup? Thank you, Mike. Have a heck of a morning. Thank you for all you do, man. And have a good weekend. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I I don't consider cereal a soup. I think soup has to be hot. I know there's, what, gazpacho, I think that's called. It's cold soup, but it's terrible and disgusting and gross. But soup should be hot, 100%. Terms of the stakes of this main event... Maybe the winner gets Justin Gaethje. Maybe Dustin Poirier. I don't know. It's gonna. It, it's probably one of those two guys. I don't think the stakes are as high as get. I don't think there's a title shot on the line here. If there's a case to be made for a title shot, maybe RDA. But just because he's been there before, there's a story there. The getting back to it, but I don't think the stakes are that high. Maybe Dariush, but. We'll see what happens. There's so many unknowns, but Fazee versus Poirier or Fazee versus Gaethje would be fireworks. Be fantastic. I don't want to see either guy like fight a Tony Ferguson or anything like that. Um, yeah, I would say puts him in a spot where there may be a win or two away, but I don't know. Matush Gamrot's there as well. So maybe like you could do Fazee Gamrot. I don't know. It's a big fight. I mean, it's huge. You can't take a step back in this division. It's too much chaos going on right now. And now you have other guys on the come up. Demir's with Gulof. Jalen Turner just had a big win on Saturday. So it's it's very difficult to, to take a step back right now. Losing a fight in this division is, is very bad. It's very bad. Now, of course, time... Can heal all wounds, but that's a lot of time. If either of these guys loses, especially if RDA loses, I would say this: the stakes are higher for RDA. Fazeev still on the come up. He's going to learn a lot from this fight either way. Wins huge, loss stinks, but it's not the end of the world. But RDA probably needs this one more. Let's go to Vinny. Vinny, hello. Vinny, make sure you unmute. Hmm. Don't hear you, buddy. Try again. We'll get you right in. You skipped the line. How about that? We'll go to Viking MMA. Usually takes a few seconds before the connection happens. There he is. Hi, buddy. There you are. What's up? Mm, I couldn't get the chance to watch the last night YouTube live, right? You and Jordan Mishu was there. 
but i started watching it by 3 am and when i came home from the work and that show is nothing without you mate i watched the show cuz of you are the host of the show but man that guy jed mishu and you but especially he impressed me a lot last last night the jed mishu i mean you guys have some serious study about fighters and stats and deep knowledge of ufc and let me tell you that and the way jed mishu presented the analysis was absolutely outstanding i mean the pound for pound rankings and things about arisania wolf featherweight division mcgregor makachev i mean that guy is legit and honest about honest about his analysis mm, it was the it was like you know the fight of the night kind of material and obviously he is the best analyst analyst but after you and the same thing goes for alex lee should have been there i mean i like that analysis the same way and that's why i'm a fan of you and you guys and your guys and that's why i never subscribed to guys like chelson and i love you brother without you that show is nothing keep up doing the good work you're the man viking mma thank you so much i appreciate the kind words yes he's talking about BTL, we did sort of a roundtable episode. It was just Jed and I. We basically just hit record and and got after it. There's no we had sort of an idea of where we we're gonna go. There's real really no format. We just kind of just shot the breeze. And I love doing that show with Jed. He's I knew the first time he was on BTL that he has to be on as much as possible, if not every single week, because he is he is who he is. That's why I nicknamed him Mr. No Gray Area. Mr. Hot Take, the guy just gives no Fs at all. He's just going to say what's on his mind. And I feel like a lot of us do that. Jed does it more so than anybody else. I will say one thing that drove me a little crazy reading the comments from that episode. Because like I normally don't read comments, but without Casey, I had to produce it. And, and whatever the, the platform that we use, and I get to see the comments as they come up. There is one comment in particular that pisses me off to no end. And that is, well, you've never fought before, so who are you to judge anything about these fighters or say anything about these fighters? What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? In the NFL, analysts talk, if Tom Brady throws four interceptions in an NFL game and the NFL analyst who's never played a down of football says that Tom Brady had a bad game, Are we really going to go after this guy and just say, "Hey, you never played football before. You never played in the NFL. Who are you to talk about Tom Brady having a bad game? What are you talking about with that? I have eyes. I know what I'm watching. I was there. I know what I saw throughout the week. So if I feel like Jared Kennedyer was a little flabbergasted by the media day and all the obligations that took place during fight week, I have pretty good knowledge of that because I saw it with my own eyes. I am allowed to say things. I'm allowed to criticize. I'm allowed to critique. I've earned the right. So what if I haven't fought? I have eyes. I've watched the sport for a long time. If I feel that somebody had an off night and didn't perform well, I damn well can say that. 
same as you. You could go on Twitter and say whatever you want. You could go on Twitter and say that Adesanya was boring. You could left the arena. You could say whatever you want. It's okay for you to say it on Twitter. I don't sit there and go after you and say, oh, well, you've never fought before. You're allowed to have an opinion. You can have an opinion. And if I think somebody had an off night, I'm going to say it. And if somebody had a great day, I'm going to say that too. I am pretty positive. When did I ever say that somebody stinks? Like, did I say at any point that Jared Cannonier stinks? No, he's a great fighter. He had a, he had a rough week. He had a tough fight. Is it fair for me to say that he's more to blame for that fight than Adesanya? Yes, it's more than fair because I saw it. I was there. I was there. I watched Cannonier all week get sort of rattled by the moment. That's what I saw, and I'm allowed to have an opinion. So for those of you who, who continue to paint this narrative that people who cover the sport are not allowed to critique anything or anybody because we don't fight, that is dumb. That's a dumb take. And you can disagree with me all you want. That's fine. But I stand by that opinion 100%. This is what we do. Nobody else in any other sport who analyzes the sport has to deal with that. But in MMA, we have to deal with it because we cover the sport because we've never got the octagon fought somebody. We're not allowed to have an opinion. That's so stupid. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to sit there and be like, oh, God, these guys are – and we're very positive with MMA fighting. We're very positive. Sometimes things are done that are out in the public that are bad. Like, I'm not talking about fighting. I'm talking about things that are done on their own time, arrests, terrible things that are done outside of the octagon. But we're allowed to critique what's happening in the octagon. We are. We are. So that take is terrible. If you disagree with me, I don't care. But in my opinion, that's just a terrible take. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. But every other sport on earth has analysts that maybe competed in that sport in like elementary school. Like I'm sure there's soccer analysts who probably played soccer at some point, but they didn't play in, in a major league. They didn't play at a super high level, but they have a job to do. They're knowledgeable of it. But no one says, oh, you never played pro soccer before, so you can't judge it. Like, that's just such a dumb take. But other than that, most people don't say that, but I saw that a lot yesterday, and it really pissed me off. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. 
Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's go to Sirloin. Hello, Sirloin. What's going on? Vinny, you're next. Oh, up, I just buddy? love the rage and passion in that. Uh, I don't know. That was awesome. Just I agree with you totally. I'm a huge Boston Mike, Boston Mike just came out for a minute. I apologize. I just wanted to say I completely agreed with that um, entire rant, and I love the passion. You're fired up today. Keep it going. Thank you. That's it? All right. Thank you. Let's go to Vinny. I'm a man of my word, Vinny. Are you there? Come on, baby. Come on, Vinny. Hey Mike, heck, heck yes. of a morning. We got yeah, it. Heck of a morning. Indeed. Sorry about that. That was off. Uh, it's all the good. Microphone was going crazy here. Uh, so, okay. so yeah, no, I just wanted a uh, quick point out that um, uh, about the um, you were talking about the UFC, how expensive it is. Um, I do have a um, Fire Stick, and I do have this. Uh, it's called MB Streams. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I, I found it on Twitter, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> and I'm able to get uh, all the pay per views. I'm able to get the UFC fights. I'm able to get the uh, I'm sorry, Uf, UFC uh, fight pass, and I'm able to get the um, the uh, ESPN Plus all for whatever I pay a month, thirty five bucks a month. So that's one of the things that's beneficial about that. And the other thing is um, UFC fight pass. What is so good about that? I mean, is, is that just all fighting? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, the fires to come. And I don't know if. Uh... Hopefully Dana White's not listening right now because I'm. Sh- I, I assume there's a lot okay with that, but maybe there's things that aren't okay with that. I don't know, but good for you. You're spending way less money than most. Fight Pass again. Fight Pass is just. I mean, there's just tons of MMA, tons of it, and I, I didn't mention LFA before, uh, but LFA is is another great example. LFA is there. CFFC, CES, a lot of these promotions that send fighters to the UFC or the contender series, just really good prospects or former UFC fighters fight on those cards. And they do a really good job on those broadcasts. A lot of times you get, you get fighters on the broadcast teams like combat FC, which was the old uh, WFC, which took place in Wilmington, Massachusetts. By the way, I saw John Jones fight Paca Porta live at WFC a long time ago, but that, promotion is now rebranded came back like five or six years later called combat fc they had their first event same venue as the john jones pakapoda fight and it's just cool to see guys like joe cav like just keep doing the damn thing like randy costa was on commentary and like i said cffc is great so many fighters from cffc have, have come to the ufc just look it's 
Sean Brady, Jeremiah Wells, uh, Jazz of Jazz Devizius, Chris Boutinho's last fight for the UFC was at CFFC. You know, pretty much the whole Gracie Philly team was at CFFC at some point. So you got to watch Brady and Wells and Pat Sabatini and and guys like that. So, so it's basically there's other shows and stuff like a lot of a lot of like the fighters who have their own podcast. Now a lot of them are on are on Fight Pass as well. So I mean, there, there's stuff to find. If you just want to watch fights and just look at the regional scene and look at some of the up and comers, Cage Warriors are there as well. Forgot to mention them, but I mean, th- there, there's just so much MMA. Like if you just need it all the time, like if there's no UFC card, you can go to Fight Pass and there's probably like three or four live events during the weekend. The fight that they had a grappling event on Sunday, International Fight Week. Jose and I went to it at the Apex. Uh, the Fight Pass Invitational. So there's uh, there's something for everybody, really. Um, but again, if you're just focusing on the UFC, you just want to watch UFC. I would, I'd probably go with the SPM plus, but fight pass is, is very valuable. If you want to check out sort of the next generation of fighter, let's go to Jocko. What's up, buddy? Hi, Paul. How are you? Good. How are I'm you? Well. Uh, now I have a very thick and strong Scottish accent. Uh, so if you want, I can do this as Conor McGregor. If you wish. <laughs> Yes, you do have a strong Scottish Shut accent, my man. Meal. What Shut do you your get? Meal, you got your meal, you got your meal, you got your meal, you got That's really good, man. That's really good. Keep going. Keep going. Listen, we'll be back when we fucking back, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> fucking smash every That's... one of you, cunt, man. Nah, I'm going to join. I did this, right? See, Killershaw. That's really Killershaw's good. Killershaw's a good friend. I mean, right, we're on the, the Twitter slash... Spotify MMA community, Matt, because I live in Scotland, right? Most times the MMA ringer show goes on about maybe 2 3 4 a.m. and I'll wake up and go, Ariel Hawani, Chuck Mindenhall, and PC Carroll have invited you to speak. And I'm like, shoot the boss, fucking miss them again. <laughs> I remember Killer Shobble, he's probably just waking up in there, right? The very first time we ever had an interaction is that. Fucking Kershaw, fucking snake in India, fucking strangle that cunt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jocko, great impression, my man. Great, great Shoot job. Shut your mouth, I don't want your fucking approval, yeah. Moiko, Moiko, then I fight me. Fucking never fought a fucking thing, you're Louis now. You have to tell everyone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're I'm the man. Uh, listen, pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, and also, I think genuinely. See, the, the man that mentioned about the, the fire stick, I think he's been ripped off. I pay £65 for a year. I, I'll just say, I'll say that in McGregor's speak. 65 nicker for a year, yeah? And that gives me all of the fucking... <laughs> mate, I paid literally, in fact, in the last year. In fact, I've seen the, the Wilder Fury trilogy in every UFC pay-per-view in the last three years for less than $150. Damn. Four gain, a four gain, he's there. Oh, yeah, the four gain, yeah, but he's a fucking big, bald, Boston prick, like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're the man. Thank you so much for, for, for hopping in. I didn't mean to just blast you out of there like that, but Jocko, well done. Great impression, stupendous work. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Killshaw. 
Killshaw's the man, said kind things, and I appreciate that. James McDonald, let's go. Heck of a morning to you, Mike. Indeed. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, uh, I'm not going to push any potentially nefarious uh, methods of watching any fights. I'm just a poor sap who's paying full price. But um, I I wanted to piggyback on what Viking said earlier. um, and, And well, and what you said, actually, because I think it's such a stupid comment. Uh, so like no one that fought in the civil war is still alive. So are we never supposed to talk about it again? Like when SpaceX shoots a, uh, you know, when they have a space mission, are only astronauts supposed, supposed to report on it, uh, can only presidents report on, you know, what the president is doing. It's just a really stupid thought process. So the haters are going to be the haters. I thought that it was a great episode and, I really thought that Jed's breakdown of how he does the pound-for-pound uh, pound rankings was pretty fascinating, and I honestly, it made me kind of reevaluate how I look at that as well. So I, I thought it was a great episode. Keep doing what you're doing. So since Boston Mike came out earlier, I want Boston Mike to come out again, and I wanted you to give me the past or present Boston athlete from one of the big four sports, hockey, baseball, basketball, or football, that you would like to see get in the cage? Wow, what a question. I, I mean, I, I think I've been asked something similar to this before, but I, like, and this is going to sound weird. I think Larry Bird would have been a great Larry Bird would have been a great fighter because he was tough. He talked an incredible amount of shit and got in people's heads. And, like, who's going to take Larry Bird seriously? Like, you look at Larry Bird. He's the old garbage man from French Lick, Indiana. No one's got to take him seriously until it's time for you to take him seriously. Dude was such a savage. I'll go with Larry Bird. I bet Kevin Garnett could scrap. Hmm... PJ Stock, who was like the Bruins enforcer, wasn't even really enforcer. They just brought him out to fight people. Milan Lucic would have been a pretty good fighter, I think. Zdeno Char is just a monster, just a large human being. Just plenty, but I'm going. With, I'm going with Larry Bird. I'm going with Larry Bird because I feel like no one would take him seriously, and he would just kick ass. Let's go to Fab. What's up, Fab? Just make sure you unmute, and we will get you on. Morning, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, buddy. Good, good. Hey, um, just just wanted to ask you, man. Um, as someone who's interested in getting into the space of you know hosting a show uh, with MMA uh, content and pretty much what you're doing now, just kind of you know hearing people out, talking to people, and you know just sharing. Um, do you listen back to your shows once you're done and also, you know, once you're done recording and all that for any, um, I guess, you know, just, just self-criticism. And then along with that, any advice you can give as someone who's, you know, who's in, who's in the field uh, yourself. Thanks, man. No problem. Um, do I go back and listen to my stuff? Very 
I guess I kind of have to when I produce certain things, but I hate doing it. Absolutely hate it. I am my own worst critic. I, and I've literally gotten to the point where I hate, I, I'm so annoyed by my own voice. You know what I mean? Like it's just so many hours of talking, especially like last week, by the time fight night, by the time the fight started on Saturday, I was like, I don't want to hear myself talk anymore. I did a three hour stream on Saturday at radio row which wasn't supposed to be three hours. I was going to just stream it for an hour and just whatever fighters showed up on Radio Row, we were just going to do it. And then it ended up being a three-hour show because I got there, hit record. The thing was supposed to start at 9 a.m. local time. And we didn't get a – I started the stream at 10 a.m. I was there the day before. Nothing happened in the first hour. And then nothing happened in that first hour again. So I waited an hour to stream it, and then nothing happened. I just took questions for an hour. Then we got a wave of fighters. I had Cater and Font sit next to me. We just did like a fan Q&A for 30 minutes, which was super cool. And then once they were gone, like we had another hour and nothing happened. So I was getting ready to wrap up the show. And UFC PR is like, eh, probably not a good idea because we're bringing in some more people. We're bringing in Joanna. We're bringing in Chris Weidman. They mentioned Michael Chandler, but Chandler didn't come. They mentioned other names. I'm like, all right, we'll keep going. And then we just kind of kept going. And by the time the fight started, I was like, oh, my voice. I don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to hear myself speak anymore. But, you know, I don't like to go back and listen to my stuff. Sometimes I have to because I produce most of the stuff that we do. So I have to go back and at least listen to some things. If I know something needs to be – there are certain things with the Wi-Fi or anything like that. Like I have to go back and listen and cut them out. But it's, in terms of just – doing stuff and just wanting to get content just be consistent if you say you're going to do something do it if don't just be like oh i'm going to do two episodes but it doesn't have like a billion downloads i'm just going to stop doing it and then wait three weeks and put another episode no find like try to put out something every week james lynch does a great job of sort of ironing out different things you could do so i would go to his youtube page he says it as well as i could if not better so go check out his stuff, but just find a niche and stick with it. Find, find something different. If you're going to do interview fighters, interview everybody. Like seriously, if you're going to interview fighters, if you're going to do what, you know, I kind of do what, what Helwani does, like don't expect Conor McGregor to come on your show. Don't expect the UFC champion to come on your show. Probably for the first several months, don't expect a UFC fighter to come on your show. Speak to the regional fighters. Find a local promotion near you who they're looking for a little bit of promotion, a little bit of a rub, so to speak. Reach out to their PR person and start interviewing their fighters. Form a relationship. One person that I've worked with for years, and this was outside of all, was, was Ed Cap. Ed Cap, who does, he does PR for BKFC now, He's like one of the co-PR guys. Uh, CES. He now does PR for Iridium Sports. Who They have like 100 fighters in the UFC. Like literally 100 fighters in the UFC. But I built a relationship with Ed when he was doing PR for CES back in like 2016. And he's been great to me. I've been great to him. Don't overpromise, but always overdeliver. If that makes sense, don't say I'll, I'll do forty-four interviews, but then just not do. Be like I'll talk to this person, talk to this person. Just always show up, always get it done, and always stay consistent. 
and just do it, man. Just do it and realize that. I mean, it took me six years to actually get an opportunity, like a real good opportunity. Like here at MMA Fight, it took me six years and I busted my ass for a long time, worked multiple jobs, two, three jobs, certain points, and just did this on the side. Days where I got no sleep, I would go work two or three jobs. And then at like three in the morning, I'd go to the studio and like record an interview or edit an interview or do something. So it's a grind, embrace it, and just don't stop doing it. Like if you really want to do this, if this is what you want to do, just know that it ain't going to be easy. There's a long road, but the sport continues to grow. So if you if you have that attitude and just want to keep going and just keep grinding and, and just work harder or just work as hard as you can out hustle everybody. then you got a shot and also be humble. Don't be that guy too. And it drives me crazy. Don't be that guy that like after doing five interviews, I'm the next Ariel Hawani. Um, the next big thing, like just be humble and don't be an asshole. And I think that's going to help you. Let's go to Steven Ramirez. Steven, how are you, my man? So I just wanted to speak on what you mentioned before regards to the criticism of us fans or for yourself, for example, that has such a platform to criticize a fighter. I think there's a misconception. And the misconception is that you have fans that just like the violence and you have fans that actually respect and appreciate the art and skills that a fighter brings to the octagon or any ring. And that's what we are. That's what I consider myself. And I think that's where the misconception where they'll just give us the eye, like, well, you've never been in the ring. You've never been in the cage. Well, that's not what it is. I appreciate everything. And I'm able to give my two cents um, as far as what I thought on the fight. It's the same concept where people talk about a fighter probably won't be a good commentator. A fighter probably won't be a good ref. So I understand where you're coming from because I get that a lot because I'm such a big MMA fan. And I have to constantly say, I'm not in for the violence. I respect the art and the skill set. So I just wanted to speak on that. Yeah, man. I mean, and that's the tough thing because I, I say this a lot. MMA fans are the best and the worst at the same time. Trust me when I tell you. And I know... Uh, Crystal is in this room right now. I got to I got to meet her at uh, the Helwani meetup. I mean, her and like a lot of the other people that I met out there, just tremendous people. I mean, just the best. Being at that event Friday and just, I know everybody was there for Helwani, but just like showing up there and like talking to people was the best. It was just the best. And I was just like, man, I am so lucky right now. It was just so cool. And then on the flip side, like the, the fans can just be so bad. Like everyone giving Pedro Munoz a bunch of crap saying he quit when he was beating Sean O'Malley is just dumb. It's just dumb. And then on the same token, like you, you're not allowed people saying like, I'm not allowed to have an opinion because I never fought. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's trust me. When I tell you growing up in Boston, I got in fights. All right. I never fought at Octagon, but I got in fights as a young man. So it's not like I've never been in a fist fight. But still, like, this is what I do for a living. So I have to watch things. I have to analyze them. And sometimes it's great. And you, like, look at Volkanovsky. I came out of Saturday saying Volkanovsky's the best fighter on planet Earth. 
But on the same token, I felt like Jared Cannonier didn't show up on Saturday. I felt like he kind of got in his own head throughout the week. And that's fine. I'm not saying Cannonier's a bad fighter. He just had a bad night. He had a bad week. Not everybody can handle the weight of being a UFC champion. And there's nothing wrong with that. There have been many fighters who have had success. Jessica Idol and Cerrone had successful careers. More so Cerrone. Both fought for titles. Cerrone is a fan favorite. Almost got to 50 fights in the sort of Zufa monopoly there between WEC and UFC. Guy had a phenomenal career. Phenomenal career. He didn't win a title. He didn't need to. Max Holloway doesn't need to be a world champion ever again. He doesn't need it. Some people just don't want it. Rose Namajunas has talked about in the past how much the weight of that title just wore her down. Not everyone can be a world champion. Like people always say, oh, my dream is to be a UFC champion. And then you realize what that all entails. It's not just, you don't just have a belt and then just show up on a Saturday night to fight. No, you have, like fight week for Canadair must have been the craziest week of his life. Media days. Media obligations, tons of interviews, photo shoots, press conferences, more interviews, weigh-ins, more interviews, ceremonial weigh-ins, more interviews, all of that. That's like, you realize when you fight for the belt, that fight week, you're just like, man, this is a lot. And some fighters thrive in that situation. Like Adesanya is great, loves it. Volkanovski's great, loves it. Other fighters, great. They love that stuff. But other fighters are just like, holy crap. I was not ready for this. Is it, this is what being a champion's all about? Maybe it's not for me. Not so, like it, it, believe what I'm saying. It's it's not like Canyon wasn't trying to be the champion, but sometimes that stuff just weighs on you emotionally and it affects your physical performance. It just happens. It happens in all it happens in all of sports. All sports are like that. Sometimes you just have a rough week. Sometimes you just have a bad night. It happens. No one's saying Cannoneer is a bad fighter. No one's saying these fighters are, are bad. No one's saying that. But it is okay to criticize them for having a rough night or giving your opinion on what you saw while you were out there watching it with your own eyes. Nothing wrong with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's go to Zeke. Try to get to as many of these as we can. I got to get out of here in 20 minutes. I have to. Zeke, what's up, buddy? I'll be short and sweet. Shout out to the Red Sox and Rafi Devers for scaring the shit out of me yesterday because that was a scary game. <laughs> However, we got your number right now, even though you had our number last season. I'm sure I'm not going to eat my words in October. Uh, anyway, 
not happy birthday, AK. He hooked me up Tuesday because he, uh, you know, let me know that heck in the morning was going on a break. And I was, you know, mentally going crazy because I was like, who am I going to take my, uh, you know, UFC MMA combat sports takes to? Because Mike Heck is, uh, you know, kind of like my therapist. So that being said, you got to sit back and listen because I haven't gotten anything out from this past card. And honestly, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm not disappointed in Izzy, but I feel like there's a better style bender in there. And I feel like if he would have knocked out Kadanir and he would have done everything that, you know, Israel Adesanya, we know that he can do, uh, he'd have so much confidence going into this Pereira fight. And now I feel like everybody's just going to keep running that clip and keep running those two different, you know, decisions, the one where Pereira won and then the knockout, which obviously he does say go back and watch it. And after he did watch it, you know, Izzy did have his moments in that kickboxing fight. But, man, this Pereira guy is scary. And I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know if all the hype's real. But, God damn, Mike, we're going to find out. I would love to hear what you think about that. And then, secondly, I'd love to always kind of put this on a tee for you. Uh, the main event this weekend. I think it's a fun one. I mean, you already brought it up. Uh, Fizier versus Rafael de Sanchez. I think that Fizier is a huge favorite for some reason. I'm not sure why it's minus 205 or minus 210 on that side. I think that as the fight goes longer and longer, it's better for Mr. Dos Sanchez. It is a five-round main event. It is, you know, there should be some serious violence going on on Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, what is your thought process for that? And early look ahead for Pereira at Azania because if Dana White had his choice, that fight would be tomorrow. But, of course, he doesn't have his choice. He's going to sit back and wait, and we'll see when we see that. Thank you, Mike. Have a heck of a morning. And, uh, yeah, let's enjoy the weekend of fights. Thank you, Zeke. Yeah, I, the Adesanya one's tough. Like, again, I, and I mentioned – I did do a show on Tuesday. Um, I was off, but I – is um, – don't blame Adesanya for that fight. I don't. Because I think everybody, including Adesanya, expected Cannoneer to come with a different kind of a game plan. That almost Gastelum-esque game plan where you can't have a technical kickboxing match with Izzy. You have to go in there and try to brawl with him. You have to make him uncomfortable. You have to do things that he's not used to seeing in there. But when Cannoneer turned this into a mid-range kickboxing match, like what do you expect Adesanya to do? You know what I mean? Like, what do you expect him to do? And I mentioned, and, and I make this comparison all the time. Steph Curry is a wide open three. What what is he supposed to do? Not take it? Of course he's gonna take it. So if you're gonna give Izzy, what do you? If you're gonna give Izzy a, an easy win, then he's gonna take it. He's gonna take it all the time. He's not gonna do anything out of the ordinary. Why would he? Especially knowing what what's to come. Fight with Pereira is huge. It's a huge fight. A fight with Strickland would have been huge. Either way. You know what I mean? And again, and, and you made a good point, Zeke, just going back and watching the Adesanya prayer kickboxing matches. Adesanya won the first fight, in my opinion. Adesanya won the first fight. He got hosed. He got hosed. It was like Chris Lee was doing the judging. Like three Chris Lees were judging that fight. I thought Adesanya won the first fight. In the second fight, Adesanya was winning until he got knocked out. Until he got knocked out. So... I don't know. I can't wait to see it, though. I can't wait to see what kind of game plan Pereira brings to the table. And Pereira is fun because nothing rattles this guy. Nothing rattles him. I don't think the fight week will be too big for him at all. As a matter of fact, he stole, him and Strickland both, sort of stole the thunder 
from the main event and the co-main event throughout the week. We don't like to peel back the curtain all that often on MMA fighting, but the interest was on the Strickland Pereira fight more so than the main event, than the co-main event. It was all about Strickland Pereira. Pereira had a lot to do with that too. It wasn't just Strickland at media day and at the press conference. Before that, it was the Pereira Strickland fight got all the attention. It was basically not to the, so it wasn't to the level of Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, and that card in Phoenix because that one stole everything. But this was, this was basically like a, a little bit similar, where the two title fights, yeah, people were excited about them, but more people were excited about the middleweight fight between Pereira and Strickland. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what it's about. Adesanya and there were two guys who, with a guy who has two wins over him. How is he going to deal with that? I think he's going to be hungry. I think he's going to be ready. But also don't be shocked if it's not like the most thrilling fight. Both are very tactical. And I don't know if like what Pereira will do outside of what he typically does. I mean, Strickland just kind of went after him and got knocked out for it. I don't think Adesanya is going to do that. So the fight week build should be fun. The fight will be interesting from more of a mental standpoint than a physical standpoint. Like, how is Adesanya going to deal with that? Fighting a guy he's got technically two losses against, but I feel like he's still, I still feel like he won the first kickboxing fight and he was winning the second one until he got caught. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, the main event this weekend's awesome. Can't wait to see it. RDA versus Vazeev. And I agree with you, Zeke. Longer the fight goes, more it favors RDA. No doubt about it. Rips and picks. Hello. Make sure you unmute. Hey, what's up, Mike? Here we go. <laughs> hey, There's a little delay when I come in, didn't realize. Um, shoot, heck of a morning, man. Just wanted to start off and uh, just keep it short with you. It seems like there's a lot of dogs this week. I mean, we got RDA, we got Armin Petrosian, uh, we got Michael Johnson. Um, just a lot of dogs, I feel like, that everyone's bouncing back and forth with this week. Just curious if you had a favorite underdog this week or someone you think that could, that could surprise a favorite. Uh, thank you, Rips and Picks. I think Courtney Casey's a live dog. Like, I, I, I plus 145, she's a scrapper. I just don't see Shevchenko putting her away. AK knows how high I am on Antonina Shevchenko. But I think uh, Courtney Casey's a, a dog. I think Cody Brundage is a live dog. Carl Roberson's a live dog. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of live dogs on this card. Johnson's I favor Malarkey, but Johnson has that power where he could change things real quick. And RDA at plus one eighty, there's definitely value at plus one eighty for him. And Petrosian plus one eighty five. There's value everywhere. There's definitely value everywhere. So there's a few. There's probably more dog, like live dogs on this card that I've seen in a while. There's a bunch of them. All right, we're going to go rapid fire here. Try to get through all of these. I'll get to as many as I can. We'll go to one Toro. Good morning. Sorry, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, hey I'm a longtime supporter of MMA fighting. I really appreciate I really appreciate your work, uh, Mike, and your upbringing. Um, I just really wanted to talk about uh, back to the Israel Adesanya thing. Uh, when it comes to exciting fighting of them, so to speak, you know when you, when the, when you see fighters like Alexander Volkanovski, and we see fighters like um, you know fighters in the featherweight division, lightweight division, or even more so welterweight division, um, those fights are always entertaining. You know, uh, I just wanted to uh, ask, you know, 
what can Israel Adesanya do apart from, you know, I mean, I don't want to seem like a troll, but, you know, he, he like he usually runs away from his fights or, or, you know, when fighters try to engage, he runs away. So you can't really say that the fighters are not engaging with um with Israel when with Israel Adesanya when he usually tries to avoid it at all costs. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Thanks, man. You got you got to you got to bring the dog out of him. Gasol brought the dog out of him. Go back if you haven't seen Adesanya versus Calvin Gasolum for the interim middleweight title. Go watch that. Because Kelvin, Kelvin Gaslam went after Adesanya. He went after him. And what we saw was 25 minutes of bliss. It's one of the best fights you'll ever see. It's one of the best title fights you'll ever watch. It's there. We've seen Adesanya have exciting fights. But when you play his game, he's going to beat you every time. When you, have a mid, when, you, when you turn this into a stand-up kickboxing match, you have no chance. You're not going to beat him. You're just not going to beat that guy in an MMA fight. You're not going to. The best way to attack Adesanya is to go right after him. Sure, there's risk there. He might knock you out. Gaslam dealt with that in the fifth round. But still, you want to, if you want the best chance to beat Adesanya is you got to make him uncomfortable. You got to battle him. You got to go right after him. You have to make him show his heart. I feel like Gaslam just kind of ran out of gas heading into that fifth round because the fourth round was insane. But Adesanya's got that championship heart, man. You saw it in that fifth round of the Gaslam fight. That's how you have to do it. Paulo Costa went after Adesanya, and he got run over by Adesanya. You can do it. You can get that out of him. You absolutely can get it out of him. But you have to battle him. You have to try to take the title from him. A lot of challengers, and again, no disrespect, a lot of challengers are content just getting there and losing a decision, not getting finished. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if that's how you want to do it, that's fine. But you can't just place all the blame on Adesanya for that. If you're just going to give out, if you're going to go to Adesanya's wheelhouse, he's just going to win the fight. Prize fighting is making the most amount of money, taking as little damage as possible, and inflicting as much as possible. And that's it. like Adesanya didn't like he barely got touched in that fight. Barely got touched. Showed up to the post fight press conference looking like he didn't even fight. You just gave him a win. Like you just handed it to him. So I mean, you have to battle him. You have to go after him. You have to make him uncomfortable. You have to take risks. You might get knocked out, but you might not. You might not get knocked out. Kelvin Gastelum almost beat him. Why? Because he went after the man. He made him uncomfortable. He turned it into a dogfight, which is what we thought Cannonier was going to do, and he didn't. That's why he lost. So I get the credit. Listen, GSP had some stinkers. Anderson Silva had some of the worst title fights you'll ever see in your life. But he had some great performances too. It's, it's, it's heavy lies the, the head that wears the crown, people. And it's crazy, like, because Volkanovsky just, he stopped Paulway for five rounds. Just dominated him. Beat him up. But he doesn't get the same criticism. Which is kind of bizarre to me. He shouldn't get any criticism, by the way. But he had a 50-45 performance. Outstruck Holloway. Didn't drop him. Nothing like that. It was just a great performance. But Volk's not getting any crap. Which is why this whole conversation is kind of weird to me. 
Let's go to Hendo Slice. What's up, Hendo? Indeed. Unless I actually have something kind of useful or interesting to say. But uh, sometimes it's just a crazy hot take. So this might be a little bit of both. But um, I feel like now, especially, they're changing the scoring in MMA to push more striking. And the fans are all like, oh, we want to see more striking. And this last event barely had any takedowns. And I think like the UFC, the UFC and MMA in general is kind of like at a crossroads because the sport of MMA isn't just striking. There's also takedowns. There's also submissions, clinching, uh, like a lot of that stuff, like Cruz talks about on the broadcast, that stuff matters. That stuff's hard to do. Uh, but the way that like to promote it, they want striking. So why doesn't the UFC, I mean, other promotions have kind of thought about this in the past, but why not just have like a separate belt, like a strikers league belt or something where maybe you set up like a couple, like three or four different weight classes. And in those, in those fights, it would just be stand up. And maybe it doesn't matter as much as a real UFC belt, but it would give them number one, they could guarantee strike fests to throw on these cards, but also give them a place for all these strikers who these days just can't hang when it comes to grappling. Like wonder boy right now has real problems grappling, but in a striking fight, yeah, everyone would want to see that. So uh, wanted to know if you thought there's any chance the UFC would start doing more like, I don't know what you'd call them, but special rules matches where it's like a strikers league. Thanks buddy. The answer is no. And if you're a fan that just wants striking, then go watch kickboxing. Kickboxing's fun to watch. It is a lot of fun to watch. And I'm stunned that it's actually not as popular as it should be because that's what these, those fans want, and yet they don't watch it. Why? If you just want striking and knockouts and punching and kicking, just go watch kickboxing. Just go watch that. It's fun. It's fun as hell to watch. Go watch... Ice wars where dudes on skates just punch each other in the face and have hockey fights. Like there's plenty of different combat sports for your entertainment. If you're just into that. And yeah, you're right. UFC 270. We didn't have a takedown attempt on the main card until the main event. Not one takedown attempt on the main card until the main event. Until Canada started shooting takedowns like in the championship rounds. That's it. And before that, there wasn't much. But there you go. I don't think the UFC will have like a strikers only league, though. I don't see that happening. Let's go to Viral Nico. Good morning. Make sure you unmute. There you go. Nope, I don't hear you. All right, try again. Okay, we got six minutes, so fire these off, all right? Brian Gross. Hello, Brian. Oh, hi, Mike. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if uh, I missed it, but a quick question with RDA. Do you think if he wins this weekend, he has a chance to get that Connor return fight? I don't know why more people kind of haven't been mentioning that. I feel like it's the perfect way to get Connor back, and it's competitive enough to where even if he wins that, beating an RDA off a three-fight win streak could pretty much catapult him right to the top, if not if he's already at the top. So just wanted your thoughts on that. Thanks, Mike. Good question. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I think any lightweight has a chance of fighting Connor right now for his comeback fight. For the most part, you like 
we've seen Fazeev sort of find his way into the Connor realm, which is pretty good in the, for the Fazeev business. So, yeah, it's possible. I do think the UFC... I hope they don't go with the Oliveira thing. It could happen, though. We have to sort of mentally prepare ourselves for that to be a possibility. But I think Connor Ferguson makes the most sense. You could do Connor Chandler. That makes sense. Connor Mazadal, like at first, I was like, yeah, it's a fight to make. But the more I think about it, the less I like it. But I think Chandler, Ferguson, those are probably the the top two guys I would go with. But yeah, I think RDA is in the mix. There's There's history there. There's a story there. Viral Nico, do we have you? No, we don't have you. I don't know why. All right, try again. Carcax, you're up. Carcax, are you there? Make sure you unmute. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm here. So, um, uh, you guys can hear me, right? Yep, I got you. All right, so uh, I just wanted to talk about the the welterweight title and uh, the, the fight that's happening in a few months. Uh, yep. So, so let's just say that Leon goes on to lose, like the first fight. Uh, I was just wondering. Uh, uh, Dana was talking about the Hamza and Kobe fight because of um, you know it makes sense, and because of nothing, you know, I didn't hear anything about it lately. So I'm thinking that Kobe turned down the fight. Let's just say that Leon goes on to lose. How does Hamza get the title shot? Who does he have to fight? Thank you, Karkax. Hamza probably... Hamza probably gets it anyways. He might take another fight if it's a big one, but I think he'll probably get... If he just sits and waits, he probably gets the next title shot. I would have... My idea was so much better. My idea was so much better than this. Shamayev, Leon, interim title, winner gets Usman for the undisputed title. That was the way to go. Would have been so much bigger. But you wouldn't have got one big fight. You would have got two big fights. Now we get Usman Edwards, which is fine. Like, Edwards deserves it, but it's just kind of there. You know what I mean? So what I think is going to happen is, I, I said this on to the next one, I think Leon Edwards is going to lose to Kamaru Usman, and then he's going to have to fight Shafkat Rachmanov, which is going to just be a rough stretch for him. Uh, and then Usman will probably fight Shamayev. Like, that's the fight that has to happen. It's the biggest fight the UFC can make. It's the biggest fight Usman can get right now because he's not fighting at 205. He's not fighting Canelo. Can we stop all that horse shit? It's not happening. I mean, there's nothing else. There's literally nothing else. So it's got to be Shamayev. But we'll see. We'll see. This is a, a different world. Travel is not as easy as it once was. So we'll see if that fight, how that fight can happen, but you have to think Shemaev's just kind of waiting in the wings. But Shemaev could still fight. I mean, I think Shemaev would fight Nate if it's offered, if it's a possibility. But, and the Colby thing, I think we understand why that fight's not happening right now. I honestly think Colby would have taken that fight, but the whole thing with Mazadal and the legal troubles and... You know, the the court documents are there. It's right there. Colby's saying that the attack, there's some sort of brain injury. I mean, who the hell is going to clear him right now until all this is squared away? So I don't think it's a, I don't think it was an offered turndown thing. I think it was more of a UFC ain't going to 
there's no way the UFC would clear him to fight or any commission would clear him to fight when we have this sort of hanging over our heads. But I honestly, I honestly think he would have, he would have taken the Shamaya fight, especially after watching the Gilbert Burns fight. I think, I think Colby would have fought Shamaya for a five rounder. I don't think he was nervous about that at all. I don't think at all. I think he would absolutely take that fight. But I don't know. I guess we'll never know. All right. I'm going to take two more. I have to get out of here. Watts, you're up. Watts, are you there? I'm here. I'm here, man. Sorry about that. We got you. It's all, all right. good. Love the show, man. You got some awesome callers. So what are we? The mother heckers? The heckamaniacs? <laughs> or the homies? The H-O-A-M. The homies. AK is, AK is listening. He's my homie. That's all I got, man. Have a heck of a weekend. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. We have to think about that. We have to think about that. I like the homies one. That's that's good. I like the hackamaniacs. There's many fun ways we can go with this. I'm eeny meeting this last one, all right? Don't get mad at me. I know there's a lot of the OGs that are just hanging out waiting. Four corner sports, you got the you got the lucky nod here. Wanted to, What's up, buddy? Just wanted to say, as always, uh, 365 days out of the year, it's happy birthday, AK Lee. Uh, <laughs> today, tomorrow, forever. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, who has the highest ceiling between uh, David Onama and Kennedy Mesajuko? If I pronounce his last name correctly. Um, yep. I know they're both on the prelim. And then lastly, what would be the bigger card? I mean, the bigger main event if you you talk about MSG earlier, um, Stipe John Jones or uh, Israel versus Alex? I just want to get your thoughts on that. All right, thanks, Mike, and have a happy morning. See ya. Thanks, buddy. I think it's got to be Stipe John Jones. There's just so much interest there, especially with Jones not fighting in the last two plus years. It's got to be that fight. Especially at MSG, Jones has ties to New York, so that'd be a very big deal for all parties involved. So I have to go with that. Adesanya, Pereira is obviously a, a very big fight. It's a very big deal. Why put him? Yeah, I, I think you, I think you do Jones Stipe at MSG, and then you do Adesanya Pereira in De- on the December pay per view. I think you're you're good there. Unless you can turn both those guys around in September, then you can do it in September. Because I think that card's still looking for a main event right now. Because all we have on there is tentatively Sterling versus Dillashaw, and that can't that can't headline. There was talks about Boston, talks about Atlanta hosting that September pay per view. Uh, I'm told Boston is completely out of the running now. Atlanta is fizzling, and it seems like all signs are pointing to Las Vegas for the September card. But nothing's done yet. It seems like that's the direction they're heading. So, I don't know. Do you want to get out of... I mean, it, it, whether it's September or December, Adesanya's going to fight in Las Vegas. But Jones has more of a tie. I think the heavyweight the heavyweight title on the line, even, whether it's interim or not, heavyweight title MSG, it just makes all the sense in the world. So, I'd go with that one. And that's it. All right. I got to get out of here, po- folks. For those who have been waiting, I apologize. Luckily, we'll have three shows next week, and I don't have to take my dog to a grooming appointment or a doctor's appointment or anything like that. So you guys are the best. Love you very much. Back at 3 p.m. Eastern, MMA Fighting YouTube page, UFC Vegas 58 preview show. We'll get you all fired up for that. 
And then tomorrow we'll have the people's pre-fight show 30 minutes before the event starts. Post-fight show after the event ends. And then AK, my best friend and I, are back on Sunday for an all-new edition of On to the Next One. Matchmaking hats going back on the heads as we uh, discuss the what's next for the notable names coming out of UFC Vegas 58. So we are out of here, everybody. Have a great rest of your Friday. And as always... Have a heck of a morning, you crazy maniacs. Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.